Well, good morning, everybody. And I guess I want to say good afternoon. It has just turned um, 12. Good to see you. Thank you for coming out. We want to uh, honour Sutherland. We, we've been to the crematorium. We've laid his uh, remains to rest. So we can uh, focus a little more now on um, thanking the Lord for what he's done. I'm looking back on Sutherland's life and uh, with that strange mixture that we always do at a, at a, at a Christian funeral, a mixture of thanksgiving, a mixture of joy because he's in a better place but with the sadness and, and the shock that we still feel so let me start with a prayer father god we thank you that you are present present with us you say to your followers where two or three are gathered in my name there am i with them and you are here with us now and we ask you to make your presence felt lord we knew sutherland in different ways and in different places and yet he was the same man, a quiet, um, quiet, reliable, faithful man. And we want to do him honour today. We ask you to uh, help us in our grief. Help us too to be thankful. Help us too to walk forward in faith and in courage. And we ask it in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. So we're going to start with him. Crown him with many crowns, the Lamb. Uh, upon the throne hark how the heavenly anthem drowns all music but his own so the lamb is jesus and jesus is the lamb because he was a sacrificial lamb uh, who god sent um, so that we don't have to make any more sacrifices that he we can be forgiven by the once for all um, sacrifice of, uh, of christ but he's the lamb who's also on the throne he's also the, the king of kings the lord of lords and the king of history so we'll stand and we'll sing and we'll uh, uh, we'll praise the lamb upon the throne
please have a seat. So Malcolm here is Sutherland's nephew. He's going to come and read to us from the Bible. He's going to come and read Psalm 23. Psalm 23, a psalm of David. The Lord is my shepherd, I lack nothing. He makes me lie down in green pastures. He leads me beside quiet waters. He refreshes my soul. He guides me along the right paths for his name's sake. Even though I walk through the darkest valley, I will fear no evil. For you are with me, and your rod and your staff comfort me. You prepare a table before me in the presence of my enemies. You anoint my head with oil, my cup overflows. Surely your goodness and love will follow me all the days of my life, and I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. Thank you. So we're going to sing essentially that psalm, or sing a famous hymn uh, based on that psalm. The Lord's my shepherd, I'll not want. He makes me down to lie in pastures green. He leadeth me the quiet waters by. So let's stand and we'll sing.
please have a seat. In a moment, I want us to think through that psalm a little bit, um, Psalm 23, of why it's good to be a sheep. Why it's good to be a sheep. Specifically, why it's good to be one of God's sheep. And Sutherland was one of them. But let's talk about him first. And it's been very interesting already to just hear the little bits of recollections coming out. And it, it sounds like because he was a, he, he was a quiet man, um, Sutherland kept the different parts of his life apart. So when you please do come on um, back for some tea and cakes after the service. And I would just encourage you to share the different parts of your, uh, of your recollections uh, of Sutherland. Sully, as some of you uh, know him, with, with people from the different groups because it just fills out our, our, our picture of him. And I have a feeling he would have hated to be the centre of attention. Um, had he been here. But we're going to talk about him because we want to honour him um, nonetheless. So he was born in Strode's Crescent, which is just round the back here, um, the 1st of May 1951. So he's just missed his 71st birthday. birthday. And he, um, he attended Staines Grammar School. Church was always a, a large part of his life. It started with um, Life Boys. That's the, that's the junior section of the, um, of the Boys Brigade. And then he went on to Boys Brigade uh, as he grew up. It was a big part of uh, Staines Con, Staines Congregational Church back in the day. Um, many of the men of the church, a good handful, can uh, trace their faith back to those days of, uh, of coming through Boys Brigade. Sadly, they get into that age where they're passing away. And Don Webb, who is another uh, of the Boys Brigade members, uh, passed away just a, f a few days after Sutherland. Sadly for Sutherland, his dad passed away when he, he was just 11. And so he became the man of the house. And as a teenager, he went on, he volunteered um, at the St. John Ambulance. And then he left school at 16 and, and took his first job in, in London office as a trainee draftsman. Don't know what happened after that, but in 1974, uh, he joined the ambulance service and he, he trained at, at Waterloo. And that caring was not just something that he did um, in his job, but he, he um, cared for his mum as, as she got older and more frail. Took various other roles over the years, working as a, um, but working as a lorry driver most recently. So he was still working at uh, Gibbs Transport um, at the age of 70, having been there, I think, about 25 years. So something he enjoyed the simple life, tinkering with his car, flying his model aeroplanes with the club, continuing to, to contribute in, in quiet and un unassuming ways in the church. So most people here will remember him as, as the quiet chap who just got on um, with the job in hand. Not just the boys' brigade. So he was part of the welcome team. He would give you a very quiet and unassuming welcome. If we put on a working party, so we, we had you know, some jobs that needed doing, so we needed to cut the hedge or clear the car park, you could never be sure how many people would turn out, but you'd find on the day that you'd forgotten to bank on the fact that Sutherland would be there. Um, and he'd be there early doors um, with his gloves and implements and whatever it took um, to get the job done. If somebody fell ill during the service, and it, and it does happen um, occasionally, um, Southern would be there with his, um, with his triage skills, um, ready, to, uh, ready to talk you through it. And I suppose my most recent memories of him, apart from being around church, was when we were deep into the first lockdown when the rules are really tight 
Um, and there was a time when you just felt like you couldn't go outdoors at all. And I'd see a car come into the car park and thought, don't recognize that. And out popped um, Sutherland and um, met him in the car park. And he'd brought his offering um, for the church, um, which is just a measure of the man. It was just this kind of quiet kind of... Um, uh, faithfulness that he didn't want to stop giving his his, his offering during during that period, and he um, so it happened a couple of times. And we tried to have socially distant conversations in the car park. Now I'm not sure that he'd really got his head round um, social distancing. So I was kind of um, we had conversations where I'd slowly back away from him. Um, I remember visiting him at home. That was a while ago. There were not many creature comforts um, in the house. But I did get a chance to see the planes um, on their racks in their, in their own rooms. But despite that, he was always kind of well turned out, um, though I'm told that he's left behind a surprising number of hats and jackets. Um, so he was, he was a kind and willing and gentle man. And as Sarah, our church secretary, put it, serving God never needs to be big and showy because actually it's not about us. It's not about drawing um, attention to ourselves. It's just about getting on with it. He was quiet and he was dependable and it's really easy to overlook what precious qualities those are. In the end he was taken by a, uh, by a large stroke, a serious stroke. But I guess we can be thankful that he could be looked after. Thankful that he wasn't on the road. Thankful that he was working right up, right up until the end. Thankful he's not gone through a long and protracted illness. And even at the end, he got some comfort from a vicar who came to, to visit him um, after the stroke. So please remember the family left behind for Isla, sister, for Lorraine and family and Malcolm and family. But I want to tell you why it's good to be a sheep. Um, read that psalm. 23. It's a great, it's a great psalm to go to at, at times like these. The psalms were Israel's um, songbook, and that's this is perhaps the most famous of all the psalms. Just want to give you six really short reasons why it's good to be a sheep. You see, when I was a kid, I, I knew it out of this version that you've got um, in your orders of service: "The Lord's my shepherd; I'll not want." And I thought that what that meant was that uh, I never really understood it. I thought it meant God was a shepherd, but I didn't really want him. Um, and that was probably true. Um, at that point in my life, I thought, God was a shepherd, but I don't really want him. Um, because I saw Christianity as a set of rules that you couldn't achieve. And of course, it doesn't mean that. It means if God is your shepherd, then you don't lack anything. You lack nothing. It's a huge statement, isn't it? But it must be logically true if you think about it. If you have God on your side, you can't be short of anything you really need. And I found out later on that even that inability to live up to my own standards, I did give it a go briefly, God had a solution for. Because actually Jesus is the good shepherd. He says that himself, I'm the good shepherd. And he says the good shepherd lays down his life for the sheep. God gives us everything we need um, for a friendship with him, a shepherdly relationship with him. And it starts because Jesus has laid down his life. For us, in other words, he's taken all the punishment we deserve and we can be right with God. So number one, it's good to be a sheep because if you've got God on your side, you don't lack anything. Two, um, because he makes us lie down in green pastures. 
He leads you beside quiet waters. He refreshes your soul. Knowing and walking with God is not a chore. It's not a drudge. God knows that we're fragile. He knows what we're going through today. And he leads us in green pastures, the psalm says. He takes us to places where we can be well-fed spiritually. Where spiritually we're looked after. And he takes us to um, quiet waters, places of tranquility so that we can be refreshed in, in the very core of our beings. So if you're sheep, there's nothing you lack, and God will look after your spiritual well-being and, that, and the well-being of your soul. He guides us, is the third reason, he guides us in paths of righteousness. This is an increasingly complex world, and it's very difficult to know which way to go some of the time. And then bereavement comes along, and there's, there's inevitably an element of shock. However death comes, death seems so abnormal, it is so abnormal. And it adds its special kind of confusion into the mix. But the promise here is that the Lord guides his sheep for his own name's sake. He has a vested interest that his sheep um, walk in good paths, make good decisions, because it reflects back on his glory. And it spares him the trouble of having to go find us when we've wandered off, if I can put it in human terms. So as a sheep, it saves you a lot of hard, a lot of difficult decision-making. You just follow Jesus where he goes. That was three, wasn't it? Four. Even though I walk in the darkest valley, or as it says in the hymn, even though I walk in death's dark veil, I will not be overcome. I will fear no evil, for you are with me. Your rod and your staff, they comfort me. There are moments in life when it is overshadowed by death. And it may be a a bereavement. You feel like you're walking in, in, in death's shadow and it may just remind you of your mortality. Or I'm getting to a certain age where my body starts to let me down and uh, you start to feel your own mortality. Um, and there are different reasons why you kind of walk maybe just a little bit in, in, in death's dark veil. And at that point, just for, just for brief moments, it seems death seems to be there a bit like an, uh, some kind of evil being. But the Lord's sheep don't need to worry because death has been defeated. And the Apostle Paul will say later that the sting of, the sting of death is sin. The sting of death is, is sin. In other words, death is scary because you might find yourself facing divine punishment on the other side. That's, that's why death is scary. And if that threat of divine punishment has gone, then death is no longer scary. Um, the sting of death has been taken out from it. And Jesus has done that for us. That's why it's good to be a sheep. He's taken the sting. In other words, he's been stung uh, by nails through his hands and his feet um, on the cross. So sheep, God's sheep, can walk life's paths without fear of being overpowered um, by evil. And it says the shepherd is there with his rod and his staff. And I'm never entirely sure what the rod and the staff are. I think the rod rod is probably a little thing, um, you know, that he pokes pokes his sheep with. Um, in the tender places to get them to go in the right direction. Uh, and the rod is a thing he uses for kind of clouting um, creatures that would come and, come and attack. Um, God's sheep, they know that little prod which keeps them going in the right direction and they know uh, he's got his, his right hand right hand of protection with him. Fifth reason it's good to be a sheep, because God prepares a table in the presence of his enemies. You prepare a table before me in the presence of my enemies. You anoint my head with oil, my, my cup overflows. 
This sounds like a kind of banqueting table. Sounds like a celebration table. My cup overflows, in other words, it's a place where um, there is great abundance, there is joy. The anointing means that you, you sit at this table as, as, as the honoured guest. And David says that God prepares this table for him in the presence of his enemies, which gives you kind of like weird pictures of, of, of David in the middle of a battlefield sitting down with his knife and fork. But, but what it means is that the enemies for us are what? The Apostle John will, will later call death, mourning, crying, and pain. Death, mourning, and crying, and pain. And they're the enemies. And the Lord invites us into a relationship where we sit down. We can eat with him. The cup overflows. And we're the anointed guest. And we have that relationship with him in the midst of death, mourning, crying, and pain. It doesn't say at this moment in time, death, mourning, crying, and pain, and taken away that you can sit down with the Lord, know his presence and his fellowship and his strength and his being an honoured guest of his and his provision for you. Finally, sixth reason why it's good to be a sheep. Surely your goodness and love will follow me all the days of my life and I will uh, dwell in the house of the Lord forever. That's a strange, if you think about it for a second, it's a strange turning of the tables, isn't it? Isn't it sheep that follow the shepherd? At least in kind of Eastern culture, the, the shepherd would go out uh, and, the, and the, sheep would, the sheep would follow them. Um, whereas in the West, we tend to chase them around with sheepdogs and um, cod bikes. And... But in the East, the, the sheep would follow the shepherd. Isn't it Christians who follow the Lord? Well, sheep, God's sheep find something else, something different at work. God knows our weaknesses. He knows we're always wandering off like lost sheep. And he follows us. Or his goodness and his love, they follow us all the days of our life. God pursues us. If you're one of God's sheep, he pursues you. Um, constantly trying to be uh, good to you um, and to show you love. And if they're, not getting the, if, if they're not experiencing that, it's usually the sheep's fault because they've wandered off yet again. So Jesus, the good shepherd, has laid down his life for his sheep. That's why it's good to be a sheep. He leads them into times of refreshing. He protects them. So he guides them in the way to go. He protects them from evil on the way. He meets them as an honoured guest, even in the midst of death, mourning and crying and pain. All this so that they can get um, to their final safe destination and that is to dwell in the house of the Lord forever. Dwell with him in heaven. I think Sutherland was a sheep. He was certainly a, a, one of God's quieter and, and more dependable sheep, but he was a, a sheep nevertheless. And because of that, we trust that he's in, he's in God's house forever. Forever, that's how it, the psalm finishes. He's in God's house forever because he was one of God's sheep. Let's turn to prayer for a minute or two. I'll give you a moment of quiet. Thank you, Lord, for Sutherland Sully, for his life. 
for the different branches of it, his, his flying, his um, church life, his, his work life, his, his family life. Thank you, he was a faithful and reliable man. A man of few words and yet engendered so much affection. We remember him fondly and we commit him to you, Father God. And though there is no more good to give him, he has all good things with you, but we are sheep and sometimes we're lost sheep. Pray that you will guide us, call us, provide for us. Strengthen us in these next few days and weeks. Well, life is different and we pray that each time we remember him, we'll remember you too and think about why it's good to be a sheep. We give you glory too because you've made a way for us to be right with you that doesn't depend on our best behaviour. It depends on Christ's best behaviour and that's already a done deal. Depends on Christ's sacrifice, and that too is a done deal. So our relationship with you can be secure. We can know all your blessings in the midst of death, mourning, crying, and pain, and then one day they'll all be done away with. And we look forward to that day. We give you glory in Jesus' name. Amen. So I'm going to commend him one more time to the Lord's care. And then we'll sing. God, our creator and redeemer, by your power, Christ conquered death and entered into glory, confident of his victory and claiming his promises. We entrust Sutherland to your care in the name of Jesus, our Lord, who died and is alive and reigns with you now and forever. Amen. I'm going to sing a hymn, God be in my head. I think you have to be a certain age to know this. Um, so kind of, um, I'm not going to tell you which side of the line I fall on. Um, so what I'm going to do is suggest that Jill plays it through just once. It's a very meditative kind of hymn. Plays it through once and then we'll sing it twice. That'll be okay. So just have a listen. If you'd like to stand, but we'll listen to it. We'll listen to it played through and then we'll, uh, we'll sing.
Stay standing for a minute. And after the service, please come and join us, tea and cake. Or it's through the hall. You can either go that way around the outside or just um, follow the crowd um, around that way. If you want to give to the Stroke Association, I'll, I'll put something in the foyer. Um, or you can give online, which is probably simpler. But let me pray once more as we finish. Father God, we give you... We give you a great blessing for simple Christian faithfulness lived out. We ask you to equip us to do the same. Be in our heads, in our understanding, in our eyes, and how we look at things, and in our mouths, and what we say to other people, and in our hearts, and how we think, and how we understand. So that at the end, at our departing, we can be assured that we will live for you forever. Now to him is able to keep you from stumbling and to present you before his glorious presence without fault and with great joy. To the only God, our Saviour, be glory, majesty, power and authority through Jesus Christ, our Lord, before all ages, now and forevermore. Amen. Amen. Have a seat.